Welcome to the Diaries of June. I'm your host, Autumn Driver. Hmm, might be a little too formal. Maybe I'll try something different next time. As you might have guessed, thousands of listeners, I'm not a professional podcaster. And I'm also kidding about that thousands of listeners part. This podcast is mostly something I'm doing for me. So, the Diaries of June, a.k.a. June Parker, a.k.a. Nana June. She's my great-grandmother. As I record this, I'm at her house, the old family estate on Orchid Island. I'd always been fascinated by the idea of Nana June. She made a name for herself in the 1920s and 30s as a kind of vigilante detective traveling the world. Apparently, she solved some pretty high-profile cases in her time. That's amazing to me. Being a woman in that era wasn't easy, let alone being a lady detective, as the papers called her. And a successful one. She was legit. But most of that information I got from her little stub on Wikipedia. It's barely more than a couple of paragraphs. I'd always thought there had to be more to her story. Life in the Roaring Twenties, the glitz and glamour and all that jazz. Nana June's not here, I should mention. She died before I was born. I never knew much about her, except for a few stories I'd heard from my grandmother. Anyway, earlier, I was wandering around the main house, which is this massive old beast of a mansion. It was built by the first Parkers to settle Orchid Island back in the 1800s. It's amazing to think that this house has seen 200 years of history. And, aesthetically speaking, better days, for sure. The upkeep has kind of fallen off over the years. I used to hate coming here when I was a kid. I thought it was creepy, this cavernous old house with all its locked rooms and sheets over the furniture. <laughs> My parents have been trying to fix this place up for as long as I can remember. It's an enormous undertaking. There's so much to repair. But I can imagine how regal the mansion and the rest of Orchid Island must have looked back in Nana June's heyday. The bones are still good, you know? Anyway, while I was exploring earlier, I found the most beautiful old roll-top desk hidden away in one of the wings. Not the kind of desk that comes out of an Ikea box in 47 ready-to-assemble pieces. No, ma'am. This thing is clearly handmade. I'm talking about quality craftsmanship. And heavy. So no dragging it back to my apartment in San Francisco, unfortunately. Inside one of the drawers in this old desk was an even older leather-bound book. As soon as I opened the drawer, I was hit with that nostalgic old book smell. You know, like dry leaves and comfy armchairs. There were all these pieces of papers and slivers of photographs poking out from between the pages. It looked important, like a tome in a fairy tale or something. And embossed on the cover were two letters, J and P. JP for June Parker. My Nana June's Diary. Spunky, shh, I'm recording. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog. He's a year old and cannot handle himself when he sees a squirrel. 
Anyway, where was I? Uh, right. Nana June's Diary. And the whole reason I decided to start a podcast. I carried her diary to this cozy little reading nook under the stairs, and then I just got sucked in. I haven't finished reading it yet, but what I've read so far is incredible. I can't believe her life. She did so much, saw so much, knew so much. And she went through so much. The world was so different back then, especially for women. But she didn't let that stop her. She was a powerhouse. Hours flew by while I was reading the diary. It was almost like a fugue state or something. When I came to, all I could think was, I need to tell her stories. The idea just came over me. <laughs> I can't tell you why. I've never done anything like this before, but people make podcasts all the time, right? And I really need a project right now. Like, really, really. But that's another story. So here I am, figuring out how to make a podcast, because Nana June was that cool. Stick with me while I get my sea legs. There's a lot I have to figure out, like editing and sound effects, and a form of marketing that isn't asking all of my friends and family to listen. Hi, friends and family. Thanks for your support. Okay, now for the diary entry. Let me just find the page. For this week, I picked an entry that hits close to home, which is kind of an ironic idiom to use because I'm pretty far from home. Normally, I live in San Francisco, but with everything going on in the world, well, we're hunkering down on Orchid Island. And even though Orchid Island's always been a part of my life, it's never been home. In 1907, Nana June felt that way too. She was born in London, which I hadn't known before I found her diary. Apparently, she grew up there until the family moved to Orchid Island when she was 12. Then when she was 17, she decided to move back to London, alone. Can you believe that? When I was 17, my biggest life decisions revolved around what glitter effect to use on my MySpace page. Meanwhile, back in 1907, to go to London from Orchid Island, Nana June had to take a transatlantic journey by ship. Ship. Those things were highly sinkable back in the 1900s. So remember that as you listen to this entry. It's her first week alone in London. She's 17 years old, by herself, and it took her two weeks on a sinkable boat to get there. And she's probably, like, wearing a very long and heavy wool skirt, because it's 1907. At least, that's how I'm imagining her, with her hair wrapped in one of those pretty pins, like you always see in old photos. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait, one more thing. I'm going to try some sound effects here for, you know, atmosphere. <laughs> Let me know what you think. October 18, 1907. Today marks my first full week back in London. 
When I imagined this very moment from my bedroom on Orchid Island not a week ago, I can't say I envisioned it like this. Diary. It seems every step I took this week was in offense. Though I was only in America for five years, I've quite possibly forgotten everything about living in London for the 12 years prior. After a few days' recovery from the voyage to England, which, as I wrote previously, was more than a bit rough, I called on Margaret, an old classmate from primary school. I caught her unawares, foolish of me not to telegram first, but she welcomed me in for tea anyway. When she asked about tea in America, I made the mistake of raving about the coffee. My indifference to Earl Grey must have seemed to her an outrageous attack on traditions. I'd hoped we'd find our old rhythm, but 17 is no longer 12. What schoolgirl things we'd once had in common seemed to have faded over the years apart. I learned the classmates with whom we'd shared our formative years have moved on. Some to university, some to jobs, some to wed. Margaret belonged to the latter group and was expecting her second child. Later, as I was leaving Margaret's flat, I forgot my surroundings. As I moved across the street, I instinctively looked to my right. That London is not New York. Had I stepped off the curb, I would have done so into the path of the oncoming carriage on my left. I nearly dropped from embarrassment between the shouting and the stairs. A hundred minor incidents like that over the course of this week have insisted to me that I am not a true Londoner. But I've never felt wholly American either. I came here hoping to feel at home again, in a way that I hadn't felt at Orchid Island, but I seem to find myself in between. Home is neither here nor there. Home is neither here nor there. Oh, I can so relate to that. I mean, San Francisco is where my life is right now. At least it's where my job and stuff is. But it's not where I grew up. And neither is Orchid Island. Sometimes, maybe, I'm not exactly sure where I belong. But Nana June has such a great outlook on that feeling. And she was only 17. Oh, that keeps blowing my mind. Pretty smart for a 17-year-old. Listen to this. London, Orchid Island. Maybe home isn't a place, but a sense of being. Something to cultivate from within, rather than find outside of oneself. I don't entirely know what I mean by that, but it's a comforting thought nonetheless. I came here determined, and whether or not it feels like home to me now, I'm here. It's up to me to carry on. There are measures to take, practical matters to which to attend, securing employment to start. My personal savings will carry me for a time, but I swore I wouldn't rely on father's money. There was that typist position advertised. St. Prudence would be thrilled to hear that I'm putting their fine education to work. The reason I came back to London was not solely out of homesickness. It was to lay my own path, to have the choice to do something different from what father wanted me to do. He saw the same life for me, the one that my sister wants so dearly. 
But that life doesn't appeal to me, not in the way it does to her. What appeals to me is something more than using the right forks and smiling pretty when men make jokes. Way to go, Nana June. 100 years later, I'm with you 100%. My parents want the same life for me. The marriage, the kids, the domesticity. And because it's 100 years of feminism later, they also want me to have the job. And I have the job anyway. I'm a lawyer. My parents are also lawyers. And my sister is a lawyer too. Our family path is pretty straightforward. I didn't stray too far from it, for better or worse. But sometimes I think... Well, never mind. This podcast is The Diaries of June, not Autumn. Back to Nana June. Being back in London is my opportunity to cultivate the sense of home for which I've been searching. There may be hiccups. The occasional calling of the lift the elevator, as I did yesterday to the shaking of heads. But I will make my place here. Being back in London, maintaining the proper attitude is key. I can't let my anxieties get the better of me. I've always managed before, and I'll manage again now. If there's one thing I have, it's my wits about me. Besides, the alternative is spending another two weeks at sea to return to Orchid Island. I think my constitution has had enough of the open ocean to last me at least a year. And there you have it. Nana June, cooler and more self-assured at 17 than I think I've ever been. Her attitude is just perspective shifting, you know? And something I needed to hear right now. Everything is so uncertain for everyone at the moment. But Nana June is right. It's all about attitude. Making the best of familiar yet unfamiliar circumstances. Keeping your wits about you. If she could make it work alone in London at 17 years old, in a time before airplanes and the internet, I can weather it out on Orchid Island with a subscription to Netflix. Then again, who needs Netflix when you have the Diaries of June? Oh, what's up, Spunky? Do you need to go out? Or are you pretending you have to go out so you can chase squirrels? <laughs> okay, okay. Who am I to deny you your afternoon constitutional squirrel chase? That means, my lovely listeners, our time together has come to a close. Although, I'm not exactly sure how to end a podcast, to be honest. Oh, maybe I should give you a sneak peek of the next episode. There was an entry that really grabbed me that I'd love to share with you. Let's see, where was it? Aha, found it. So, the entry I'll read next time is from 1916, during World War I, almost a decade after 17-year-old Nana June felt out of place in London. I'll save the good stuff for the episode, but let's just say that Nana June's issues with her co-workers put mine into perspective. As soul-crushing as my job can be, being a corporate lawyer is hardly being a battlefield nurse. Oh yes, did I mention that? Before she was a vigilante detective, Nana June was a battlefield nurse. The woman was incredible, I told you. I swear, I'm starting to think she was actually a superhero, which is really fun to imagine in the 1920s. 
a flapper dress and fascinator instead of a cape and mask? Oh, I'm into it. Until next time, my friends. This has been June's Journey, The Lost Diaries, from Wooga. You can step into June Parker's shoes and become the detective herself in June's Journey, the number one hidden object game in the world. Live the glamorous 1930s life as you journey around the world, finding hidden objects, adventure, and even a little romance. Download June's Journey for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Thanks for listening. <laughs>